Hi, I'm April and you're listening to the Hold My Shield podcast. Okay, so this is the first episode, obviously. Potentially, it's the only episode right now, uh, depending on if you're listening to it when it comes out. That's cool. Um, If you're an OG, you can start gatekeeping. Um... So, um, I thought, because, you know, it's the first episode, we do a little bit of an introduction. So, it's not going to be one of those, like, my favourite colour is green, and my eyes are green, and I have brown hair. It's just, hi, I'm April. (laughs) Um, I like Marvel, I like Harry Potter, I like a lot of things. You're going to find that out as we go along. This isn't my first podcast, no. No, it's not my first podcast, but it's not my only podcast. I have one. We talk about murder, if you're interested in that. It's called The World of the Horrible, Horrible Place. Um, me and my wife, we run it. Not not my actual wife. Um, I'm only 17. I can't be legally married yet. Um, soon, though. Um, yeah. So I'll put that in whatever. You can find that on my social media. Um, yeah. So... I just want this podcast to be kind of like a talk show type thing. I was going to have like guests on. Um, they were going to talk about their fandoms. We are going to do theories. Maybe like, not like games, because that sounds weird. But like, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just going to talk about some stuff. Obviously with covid i can't really have people come into the studio because it, it, it's in my college um but we can do it over like zoom and stuff like that so um yeah that's gonna be fun so like i said it's gonna be set in segments and the first one i want to talk about is um i want to talk about the topic of comfort characters So, Urban Dictionary says that a comfort character is when a character, which can be from a TV show, game, book, film, whatever, um, makes you feel happy when you're upset, sat down. So, like, um, and they gave an example, which was, when I feel sad, I think about Mario. He's my comfort character, and he makes me feel happy. Um, so the typical comfort character is usually protective of their loved ones, caring, loyal. Um, think like Ron Weasley, Peter Parker. Personally, mine are um, personally mine are Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter, Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter, Peter Parker. Um, so yeah, um, Neville, Luna, Peter. There's some weird ones. Um, don't ask me to explain them because I can't. And don't make me do things I don't want to do. Yeah, we're putting rules on this podcast. No. Um, um, so personally, my comfort characters are Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter, Luna from Harry Potter, Peter Parker, Tony Stark, um, Wanda Maximoff. Uh, these are all Marvel. You'll notice the theme. Um... Peter Maximov, X-Men, not Pietro, 
um, Natasha Romanoff, um, Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes is a good one. Um, you'll um, you'll come to uh, realize I'm quite fond of Sebastian Stan. Um, but yeah, but a comfort character can be totally random. Um, it's not like a Pokemon. You don't just go choose you, fucking Voldemort. Um, so it's totally random, and it's actually kind of rude to judge people on it because um, it's like saying, "Hey, fuck you for being happy," and that's just not nice. So yeah, totally random, and um, even if this character's done something bad, so like. Bucky Barnes being a literal trained assassin, um, it doesn't mean that the person condones the actions, they just, I don't know, they make them happy. But there is also things like comfort people. So yeah, comfort people are kind of in the same vein as a comfort character, but I mean, if your comfort person has done something wrong, you hold them accountable. So, like, um, Chris Pratt. No one's comfort person is Chris Pratt. And if you are, I, yeah. Why? But, um, you know, like a band member can be a comfort person. So, um, maybe when you listen to their music, you know, that makes you feel happy. Obviously, music itself does that. But, you know, there's, like, a certain level of happiness that these comfort characters or people bring um personally my big comfort band um if you know me at all it's not shock five seconds of summer um yeah i don't know i can't explain it don't ask me to explain it i told you i told you i won't so sorry um so yeah comfort characters people they're just something that a lot of people kind of use as, I guess, coping mechanisms. So it's like, um, they help a lot with anxiety, depression and all that. And, you know, they're just really nice things to have as a person. And um, yeah, so don't hate on people's comfort characters because you have no idea why they're there why they're their comfort characters and you've no idea what has gone on in any situation okay so the next thing i want to talk about is fan fictions so um if you've never heard of them i envy you greatly but um a fan fiction is a fan-made story and so it can be um a harry potter fan fiction bloody doctor who um anything and confessions in episode one i actually used to write and read them so um my first fanfic that i ever wrote was actually in this is so stupid year one and for like a big write we had to write um 
something and I can't remember why but I decided to do it based on Camp Rock as in the the Disney Channel movie with, with the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato I, I could not tell you what happened in it but I wrote it and then when I was about 10 I wrote one about I, I might not have been 10 I might have been younger um was this Waverly Place yeah like like the Selena Gomez Disney Disney Channel show there was a theme I liked Disney a lot um all I remember from that one was that someone one of the bad guys was like their uncle and there's a big thing but I was really upset because I wrote it on the family computer and it wasn't bad or anything because I was I was 10 but um the computer broke and then everything got wiped and I never got to finish my Wizards Waverly Place fanfic so I guess it's considered lost media which is something I really like and we'll say we'll save it for another episode <laughs> um I also wrote one in like year seven about young Dracula. Don't remember anything about that except having to ask someone to draw like the book from it for me. And then, um, yeah, I moved on to, I'm trying to think of every fun I've written. I wrote Dan and Phil ones. Um, Harry Potter, I wrote a Draco one. I wrote five sauce ones. Um, I tried to write a once upon a time one. I forgot everything about that. But yeah, um, my Draco Malfoy one actually got like a shit ton of reads. Um, I'm not going to expose it, but um, it was like, I spoke about it on the other podcast actually and um because of um Draco Talk and the resurgence of like Love for Draco Malfoy, Tom Felton, everyone started reading my shitty fanfic that I wrote when I was thirteen again and it was really embarrassing and um yeah. But I actually did read a lot of fanfics as well. I read a lot of Draco ones, like if I go down to the bottom of a Wattpad library um they're all Draco Malfoy or like the Vamps, Five Sauce, Andy Pierzak, Gerard Way. High school was a crazy time but um I did actually have like a writer that I really liked. Um they're called Loud Luke and they were a shit ton of Luke Cummings fun fix and they were all amazing and then they're rewriting them now and it's really sad because it was one of my favourite things and like all my favourite bits have gone. My question is, when does fan fiction kind of become a bit weird and creepy? Like where does the line get drawn? Um, because obviously, like I said, I read Luke Cummings fanfics and all that kind of stuff. But where does the line get drawn between it's weird to read it because kind of thinking back I feel a bit weird that I read something about a real person because they can't really be separated from you know the fan fiction as well as say 
um, a Peter Parker fan fiction can be separated from Tom Holland. It's harder to separate Wattpad Tom from real life Tom, but it's really easy to separate Peter from Tom in when it's fanfic. Absolutely no hate to anyone who reads fanfic, but honestly for this bit, I just want to know where do you draw the line? Because is there any line or is it weird when they're like his member? Just say, just say dick. Just say dick. So, um, like I said, this is going to be like a short one, just to kind of work us in to the podcast before we get guests and all that kind of stuff, and it kind of gets rolling. So this is going to be the last segment, and it's actually quite a controversial... Uh, it's actually quite a controversial segment for a first episode, Um and it's about Cap's ending in Endgame. Because, I mean, why name it after Captain America if we're not going to talk about him on the podcast? So, the main view on you know, Cap's ending is they ruined his character and many people were angry and confused. But, you know, a few of us were content and satisfied. Personally, I quite liked it at first. Um, I mean, before we go into this, I guess, spoilers for Endgame, but if you've managed to go three years without spoilers, I'm kind of scared of you and impressed, very impressed. So, I think the reason I liked the ending was because I didn't really process it because I was too busy processing the fact that Iron Man had just died right in front of my eyes. I, I wasn't over him as a hologram telling Morgan that he loved her 3,000. It hurt. It hurt a lot. Um, so, let's get into Captain America and not Tony Stark. So, once again, spoilers for this segment. So, if you don't know what his ending is, uh, here's a rundown. So, after defeating Thanos, Steve Rogers, Captain America, uh, made it his duty to travel back in time to return the Infinity Stones and Thor's hammer back to where they'd taken them from previously in the movie. But instead of coming back to the present timeline, he stays in the past with Peggy Carter, a girl that he loved since before he went into the ice in the 40s. Um, So, a lot of people argue that it was quite selfish and uncharacteristic and ruined his entire character arc which I'm inclined to agree with because his entire character was about being there for Bucky the whole reason he's an Avenger is because he was avenging Bucky who he thought had died and then um when he realized he was alive you know he made it kind of like his duty to protect him and look after him and be there for him and then Endgame, he just leaves him in a time that he has no idea about because of Hydra with only Sam as his friend and they don't really get on that well. Um, although apparently they do now in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which 
Um, I won't be getting into because any opinion will be outdated, given the fact it's 10 o'clock on Friday the 26th of March, meaning that there's an episode out that I am not watching because I'm here doing this. So it's all going to be outdated. But anyway, so he just leaves Bucky in this time, throws away his whole character arc just to get laid. What the fuck, Steve? Jesus. Anyway, uh, people have pointed out that Peggy ended up living a happy life with a different husband and kids in the original timeline before Steve went and fucked it all up. Um, and if you haven't seen Captain America the Winter Soldier or you need a refresher, she says in the Smithsonian when Cap, you know, goes to his own museum, you know, that him going into the ice saved a bunch of people, one of which she would then go on to marry. So she had a husband, she was fine, and she begged Steve to move on and just you know, live his life. And he still just went, yeah, but no. Um, and people also argue that someone is noble and caring for for. People also argue that someone as noble and caring for others as Steve, you know, the perfect comfort character, um, would not put himself before other people in a selfish way like this. So we wouldn't even, you know, characteristically think, I'm going to replace her husband, I'm going to homewreck her. Um, so that's a bit um, shitty regardless of the incest that then comes in with Sharon. Um, we won't we won't dwell on that. We won't dwell on that. People get upset by it, understandably. We won't dwell. So, as said before, um, quite a few people, um, myself in the past included, loved the ending and believed it was a good ending to the storyline. Um, you know, after years of fighting and battles, they believed that, Steve deserves the happy ending that he always wanted and that, you know, he should you know, get to be with his love of his life. Which, you know, I understand because he still has the compass with Peggy in it. You know, he still gets upset when he sees her when they're at the camp in Endgame. But you know, she begged him to move on. She'd moved on. He clearly seemed ready to move on in Civil War with Sharon. I just think that if Chris Evans was going to leave, which he has, maybe give him a more characteristic ending and not just send him away and then kill him off in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, um, you've reached the end. Thank you for watching this far. I hope that it wasn't too awkward for you. Um, we will kind of get less awkward as the episodes go on. Um, so if you want more of me, for whatever reason, my Instagram and Twitter are both at April in Average. The Instagram and Twitter for the podcast is at Hold My Show Pod. I'm thinking of making it to talk, I don't know, um... If you want to check out the social media for the 
world is a horrible horrible place that's at twihhp pod on instagram twitter and tiktok um i hope you enjoyed the first episode and remember tony stark loves you 3000